Welcome to the podcast Ears to Feel. We're glad you could join us for today's episode called Serving or Being Served. Please join Denise as she dives into unselfishness and how to have a servant's heart. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ears to Feel. I'm Denise, and today we're going to be talking about serving or being served. So, do you consider yourself willing to serve or do you prefer being served? Now, I think in terms of food or going to a restaurant, preparing meals, I think most of us would probably say it's nice on occasion to go to a restaurant and be served. You know, as women, you don't have dishes to do. You don't have meal prep to think about. You don't have to shop for the food. You just simply go sit down at a table, pick out what you want to eat, look forward to a wonderful meal, knowing they're going to bring it to you. Everything is going to be prepared, hopefully, correctly. And they're going to clear the table and do the dishes. You just get to leave go home and enjoy and relax in the rest of your evening. But that's not exactly what I'm talking about in terms of being served. I think in this generation, in our culture, it's more about being served versus serving. Such as if your significant other asks you to fix him a nice meal, how do you respond? Do you feel pleasured to do it and give an eager, yes, baby, I'll be happy to? Or is it maybe a little resentful and you think, well, you can operate a stove just as good as I can, mister, so do it yourself. I know there have been times in my own life that I have felt a little put out to have to serve someone else who I thought was just as capable as I was of attending to their own needs. But through God's attentiveness to my insufficiencies and Him knowing my heart the way He does, He knew I wanted to be better and more gracious as a Christian. I really truly needed help in that area. It's easy feel it's easy to feel selfish when our plates are already full and yet one more person needs one more thing. We've all had those days. We want to snap back quickly and say, "Look, I've got enough going on without you adding anything else to my overstacked plate of to-dos." But God doesn't want us to respond this way. His words instruct us to treat others with love and kindness and to bear with them in their load. Ephesians 4 and 2, the Amplified Version, says this, Living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility, and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience, bearing with one another and making allowances because you love one another. This is a great tool 
to help us stay motivated when we feel the need to be focused on ourselves and all the things that we need to accomplish instead of looking through the lenses that Jesus looks through, and that's with compassion and patience for what somebody else may need help with. It's so easy to close the eyes of our minds and say, eh, they can handle it. They know I'm busy too. Besides, when I need help, where are they? I mean, this is an issue many people struggle with because if and when you do stretch yourself and reach out to help somebody, when you're already pulled in several directions yourself, and then when the time arises, such as when the tire is flat on your car and you need someone to help you out, or maybe your kid is sick and you just need a quick babysitter, but nobody's available suddenly. It's at these times we can develop a negative attitude about being a good servant for the Lord, and we can have the wrong motives. When we help somebody, we must always remember, regardless as if they ever return the favor or not, to do it as if unto the Lord. This is explained perfectly in Colossians three twenty three through 24. It says it this way, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So if we are really trying to serve as the Lord has called us to serve, and as Christians we should serve, then we have to adjust our thinking to include eradication of selfishness and impatience from our reasons of why we shouldn't serve. We cannot serve God and Satan at the same time. One will win, and it will show on our faces, our attitudes, and in our actions. If you've ever heard the expression, I don't need a mood ring, I have a face. Well, that's a very true example of how not to act out of our fleshly emotions. Jesus expects us to allow the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct, and take control of our emotions, which controls our faces. We have the ability to act however we want to, and say whatever we may want to. But as Jesus's representatives, we should not do that. It doesn't show Christ's love and temperament to the world. It shows a lack of self-control, love, and discipline. God gives us clear-cut ways to serve and be available with a good heart attitude, and being rude and abrupt isn't one of them. We can be determined to be served or serve. The choice is ours, and it's easy. But what would Jesus say to do? Jesus said in Luke twenty-two twenty-seven, and this is paraphrased, I am among you as he that serveth. We should have a heart to serve, and not only if we get served in return, because then it's not as unto the Lord, but unto the hopes of us getting served in the future. 
Be a true selfless encourager for other people. Be happy for others' successes and accomplishments in life. Don't allow the world's view of it's all about me, baby, to poison your mind. Be better. Make a difference. Choose the Christ-like path and let others be amazed at the heart of God that's in operation within you. That's a true servant's heart, one modeled after Christ himself. It's not easy crucifying our selfish and uncontrolled thoughts daily, but it's a necessary action to prevent undisciplined and out-of-balance behavior. We can live however we choose to. We do have that right as humans, with free will, to choose life, death, blessings, and curses. But God instructs us to choose life, as he says in Deuteronomy 30, 19. Paraphrased, it says this, How many people could be blessed and have different outcomes if their lives had more godly servants that were operating in it? This is a world of takers, sad to say, and people that have become obsessed with looking out for number one. But that isn't God's way. That's the do not conform to the world's way we must acknowledge and transition from. Being selfish and expecting to be served is the main attitude of many people. And it's unfortunate because we're allowing Satan to direct our thoughts, our minds, and to create lives of misery in doing so. We were created by God to love, share, and be as one with each other. We cannot do that selfishly and with the expectation of immediate return on our service. It may take a while before God can work on the other person's heart and attitude, but with diligence and patience and unselfish determination on our part, we can plant seeds of Christ to grow and be nurtured by the Holy Spirit. Who doesn't want and respond better to kindness and compassion with a splash of unselfishness? I know I do. All through the Bible, you see displays of Jesus' love and mercy winning over soul after soul. Shouldn't we be modeling the same behavior to try and win over those we love and even those miserable souls we wish we could love. I know I asked God many years ago to help me have a servant's heart because for me, it looked like this. It became apparent that I needed help in the area of how to be a good submissive wife. Now, I'm sure there's many of you who do not struggle with that, and maybe y'all are just the perfect, submissive, unselfish wife, but I needed some help in this area. I wanted to be ready to just help and aid at a moment's notice with a great attitude, even if I was interrupted and, you know, I was busy, but it, it didn't matter. I wanted to be available and be happy to be available and to mold myself with my partner and my spouse in the way that God would want me to 
with a great attitude and a servant's heart. So when it became apparent that I needed help, I asked God to help me. Now, like I said, this wasn't easy for me. I had to have a lot of talks with Jesus to get my mind and spirit out of the worldly mentality of, I'm just as important as you are, buddy, and I'm the boss of me. This was a destructive behavior sent straight from Satan himself to destroy any godly order to my home. I mean, we have to recognize and adapt to God's order if we want true peace and harmony and oneness of mind as he instructs us to have with one another. Again, a servant's heart and attitude, not my own. This is crucial not only in marriage, but in all relationships, because we will always have and be asked to do something for someone at some time. So why not get rewards in heaven while we do them? So as I bring this to an end, let me just say this. I do understand the journey from praying for a servant's heart and having one because I'm still on my journey and I don't want to suggest otherwise. I feel it's a daily dying to selfishness that we must all remind ourselves and work on with the daily renewing of our minds as in Ephesians 4 2 and with the Holy Spirit's help. Thank you for joining me today, and I pray that we can all lift each other up in prayer daily in this area so that we can win the battle of selfishness and allow God to develop a servant's heart in each of us. Because it's not just about getting, it's about giving and rejoicing for others. Thank you again, and God bless.